0: funny ladies. hello hi everybody <laughs> Hello! <laughs> welcome to three funny ladies
1: mm, that's joe bailey
0: that is susan jaco <laughs> oh bother
1: so, so depressed about it and she's still here everyone susan wow Jay-
0: yeah we're still co-hosting this thing so <laughs> okay
1: BJP was sending an email. Guess not.
0: <laughs> okay. I need to talk to HR. No, wait. <laughs> I am HR. What's the problem? Oh, no. Look at me. Look at me. I am HR now. <laughs> How are you today?
1: Oh, just peachy cane.
0: Hotter than the blazes, as my grandma used to say.
1: Hotter than a witch's tee
0: Oh, that's cold. Is it? That's ice cold.
1: So, like, did someone measure the... Cold temperature
0: busy. of a of a witch's ta-ta. Yeah. Yeah, they're notoriously cold. They are right. 16 degrees Fahrenheit.
1: All right. Don't Google that. It's true.
0: <laughs> I was going to say Celsius, but I don't know Celsius. That could be blazing hot.
1: I think it is, actually.
0: That is 100 degrees Celsius.
1: <laughs> Google that, though, and someone tell us because we don't know. Fahrenheit or Celsius.
0: It's funny how everyone in the world uses the metric system except for the United States. And maybe... <laughs> Cuba or I don't know, somebody else. Cuba. But I remember when I was in fifth grade, they tried to teach it, but then everyone in America was like, um, we don't do change and we don't do that crazy um measuring system, so go fuck yourself.
1: <laughs> right. Well, you know, the US has to be different. You know, we have to make and it difficult. hard for Yes, we have to make it hard for everybody in yeah. the world. Yes. That's so, what we're known for. That's really our history. And our legacy.
0: It's too bad that, uh, but I feel like everyone else, like everyone else in the world speaks English, while Americans really only speak one language, English, poorly, usually. Right. Right. I feel like everybody else in the world knows both sets of measurements, too.
1: Really? I don't think, I don't think so.
0: Well, okay, I overspoke. But here's why I said it. I was on this four-hour workshop today on Zoom, uh, yesterday and today. Today was much better than yesterday. But there are people in, because we got into breakout groups, which I hate so much. But one of the people in my group was coming to us from London. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so he told a story about how he got into a skiing accident. And when he was going in France, and when he was going down the hill, he was going about 50 miles an hour he said for you americans or 18 kilometers an hour and i was like oh wow i would have no idea if i was telling a story to a brit i would just say i was going 50 miles an hour and i have no idea how fast it is yeah but y'all. you
1: know that that was him showing you how smart he is you know how those brits are
0: oh that's true they're very they're very snooty
1: they're very snooty snotty that being said i have an obsession with british men and love them all but
0: yeah he was no, He was very handsome and uh there were two of them, two Brits in our group, oh. one lady from San Francisco, <laughs> one fella from Houston, Texas.
1: Texas? I thought you were saying that San Francisco was part of Britain. I thought you were she saying was San, from Fran-
0: San Francisco, UK. Ah! <laughs> so yeah, so that's all metric system.
1: All right. Well, you know
0: metric system
1: oh metric
0: system oh no
1: i'm so sad about it
0: <laughs> so crazy that metric system that
1: screwy old metric system
0: hey how are you <laughs> i was gonna i was gonna jump into something else but how are you
1: uh, i'm okay i'm good i'm fine it's hot. oh i asked I'm you that already happy. yeah because yeah.
0: i said how than the blazes and that launched right. me into the metric system
1: right because once again, you just said "fuck her feelings" and right. went into your own you? little story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How are you? So, if we're gonna talk about Celsius and Centigrade, uh, what's been going on? What's happening? What's new? Nothing. All right.
1: Yeah, no, nothing. Just doing the do. <laughs> okay. I don't. Oh, I don't know. I, I honestly. Three
0: funny ladies, sponsored by PepsiCo. <laughs> <laughs> so I. What's
1: happening? I'm fine. Story.
0: Great. You know, it's really hot. I don't like the heat. I don't know if I've told this story, but I realized some time ago that I was just complaining year round about the weather. It's too (laughs) hot. It's too cold. And so it's just all year. So I thought, you know what, Joe? Here's what you're going to do. You're going to pick one season to complain about and complain about it all you want. But when that season's done, you're done. So you're not living your whole year in complaint. And I chose summer because I don't like being hot.
1: Yeah, I, you know, my favorite season when I was a kid was summer, but then I realized it was because I had a pool.
0: And no school. And no
1: school. So (laughs) I was a pool having no school having pool. Okay. I gotta go. Yeah. And so now that, you know, you work all the time, which I have to remind Lily of every year, I've had to remind her that I still work during the summer, even though she, well, you don't, you won't have work for much longer, mom. No, (laughs) God damn it. I wish. I
0: still work
1: during the summer. (laughs) So yeah, now that I work during the summer, don't have a fucking pool. Well, I, I don't, I don't, it's still not my least favorite. I would rather be hot than it'd be dreary and snowy outside.
0: Mm, I love it.
1: No, hate it.
0: Hate it. It's the three best things about being a teacher, June, July, and August.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Also, uh, Amazon prime days are coming up. And so there might be a pool there. You should look into that.
1: Okay. Yes. Because I have been looking on the Amazon for those adult
0: diapers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> <laughs> indult, adult 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 B- adult. <laughs>
0: I need some adult diapers.
1: <laughs> uh, it. I was going to say, I was going to say inflammable adult pools, which is not correct. Um,
0: <laughs> what word are inflatable
1: inflatable.
0: I was like, what word did you mean? But then I got, I it.
1: meant flammable. I wanted to set me on fire.
0: <laughs> I'm going to fill it with gasoline instead of water.
1: And then just jump right in. <laughs> so it.
0: better be fucking flammable. Uh,
1: yeah,
0: you know those ones? Now, now when you say adult inflatable, <laughs> are you talking like the ones that come up to like to your chest sort of like that big?
1: Yeah, and they or, and they're just inflatable and yeah, you yeah, can yeah. treat them like a regular above ground pool. Yeah, you can like keep filters. them up all year. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you can also sort of Take a shiv to it in the winter if you want and just say, fuck you and buy a new one if you want. Yeah, start all over again. Just start all over, which honestly is probably what will end up happening if we do this because we're not mm, irresponsible people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's probably just going to be gross. And then like winter will happen and it will freeze and then we'll go to open it the next summer and they'll have holes in it and stuff. So, you know. (laughs)
0: <laughs> dead babies.
1: <laughs> did you say dead babies? I
0: did. I was gonna say dead rats but then I saw a picture of a baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, fuck. <okay. Separate. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> oh, dead babies season. Oh, did that get in there again? <laughs> God damn it. Those dead babies. Oh, just throw it on the lawn. <laughs> it's good mulch oh my god (laughs) (laughs) who knew that pool ownership came with such oh we need an extra big net (laughs) did you put the cover on the pod god all the dead babies are in the goddamn pool again
0: oh we got all the neighborhood dead babies again (laughs)
1: you <laughs> they gotta be neighborhood dead babies See I was just picturing them From the air like they, they fly <laughs> Oh yeah because that's the unbelievable part That's where you draw the line Oh like my god
0: dead like dead babies. babies fly Come on
1: god, You're stupid
0: <laughs> Oh my god my stomach hurts
1: Ooh,
0: Ooh. I got
1: dizzy I got real dizzy there
0: <laughs> Oh god Oh that was a good one.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you all next week.
0: <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I haven't actually swam in forever. I don't swim in public, and so sure, I sure. haven't actually swam.
1: Would you swim in my dead babyless pool?
0: <laughs> Maybe if it was like in the middle of the night, and nobody was around. <laughs> like if we just drove over there at like three in the morning when everybody was sleeping, <laughs> and you wake up to splashing sounds in your backyard. <laughs>
1: Having the time of your life. And then you see me and then you scurry off into the- Yeah,
0: like a raccoon.
1: Like a like a what?
0: Like a raccoon.
1: I, th- I thought you said a wet goon.
0: <laughs> I like scamper away like a wet goon. <laughs>
1: a dead baby in HR. <laughs>
0: I'll be taking these, thank you. <laughs> oh my God. Oh god. So I have <laughs> I have some I read some news today. What? Do you did you hear who is going to be one of the guest judges on the new RuPaul okay, All Stars?
1: So, no, when does All Stars When does it start?
0: June, something the end of the
1: month. Okay, okay. So who is one of the guest stars going to be?
0: Friend of the podcast, Miss Piggy. Payton. Who? Miss Piggy.
1: God damn it. That is amazing. <laughs> So I got a news alert on my phone and it just had Miss Piggy's picture and I got all excited. And instead of clicking on it, I swiped it away. <laughs> and it's one of those news things that you can't, that your phone sends you whether you want it or not. It's not an app. So I couldn't find it again, mm. you know? Um. So that's probably what it's about. That's probably, that's, yeah. That's, yep. I can't wait. I'm very excited about that.
0: Yeah, I am too. Yeah. Uh, well, I am too.
1: <laughs> so you're not the only one excited.
0: Okay. Yeah. So we both are. <laughs> uh are you watching anything oh hey hey we need to talk about this are you watching hacks on the hbo max
1: no i this is what is this
0: oh my gosh it is that series that stars gene smart who is brilliant as a stand-up comedian and her relationship with a younger female who comes to work for her as a writer interesting It's like 10 episodes, half hour episodes. So great. It just got picked up for season two. The final two episodes dropped today. Um, So I highly recommend. So great. Gene Smart really can do no wrong. Okay. Um, But it's real good.
1: Is it H-A-C-K-S?
0: Yeah, like H-A-C-K-S, yeah not h-a-x
1: <laughs> well
0: h-a-x which is not a word but it could sure be h-a-x I mean, it
1: could be it could be like h-a-x-z
0: it, to it appeal could. to the
1: younger generations you yeah know, like to throw z's on things
0: i know the god those millennials love the, they the really silent do. z oh and, my god and
1: actually i'm gonna say not millennials my dear millennials are not as oh, young as we think
0: gen z Gen Z. Because I keep thinking
1: millennials are the young ones. They're not.
0: Uh, yeah. Gen Z. Speaking... What? But where do we go from here?
1: Uh, Gen Alpha.
0: Oh, God. I hate everybody.
1: Yeah. So it's Gen Alpha, and then I'm sure Beta, and then- um,
0: Ugh, I can't even talk Cougar. about
1: it. What's C? Cougar? Castle? Cougar,
0: yeah. C- c- conundrum. C- it's uh, Gen, Gen, uh, Gen Castle starring Nathan Fillion. <laughs> <laughs> it's They're
1: terrible. going to get-
0: They're going to get really specific.
1: Yeah, super. And
0: then uh, Jen Delta Burke. (laughs) (laughs) That's the generation I want to belong to. Right?
1: Speaking of generations, I have been spending time with high schoolers, and that's not as creepy as you would think. (laughs) I'm doing a show at my former high school. That too is not as creepy as you would think. Or sad. Or sad. It's not. It's not like I'm just infiltrating their show. Right. You know You're what I'm there saying. There
0: is a mentor. I am a professional <laughs> and, mentor.
1: And I overheard some girls talking, and I kept hearing Gen X. So finally, I was like, "Hey, hey, what are you idiots talking?" about? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I mentor. Hey, what are you fuckers talking about? <laughs> um, and they ha uh, uh-huh, ha. Huh. They were talking about Gen X and how Gen X did nothing for social justice or anything, really. Basically saying Gen X was useless. And I took umbrage to that. Well, no, 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 no. No. Because here's here is what I think. I think that we were too busy being victimized by all the bullshit going on. And we have boomer parents right right who are not about the protesting and the uprising okay trope, trope. and so we were just confused we had space shuttles blowing up and um other stuff happened too and <laughs> i just think we were traumatized and also more importantly we were the ones who raised not me specifically my child is not In their generation, but we raised or mentored or ridiculed the future generations that did become social warriors. So, suck on that. Well, and
0: we're kind of the bridge too, because, yeah. Right. Coming out of growing up with parents like ours, I think it's difficult to make such a vast change, such an about face in such a short amount of time. So, I think the kids that are there now are the result of what we. Dead.
1: Yeah, so fuck them.
0: <laughs> so they can go fuck themselves.
1: So they can fuck right yeah. off. Um, because I have a theory. We were raised, Gen X was raised that if an adult is speaking, you don't speak. If an adult is speaking, they are right, even if they are wrong. You shut up, you go home, you let yourself into the house with your key. No one's gonna be there. I didn't have this, but that's the generalization of Gen I X, didn't. right? Right. And so, and then you turn on the TV, you make yourself a snack, and you shut the fuck up, right? And so now people of our age normally are raising these kids that are in high school that really they protest everything and they 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 argue everything and they stand up for themselves, which is great. I think we need a middle ground because some of these kids are real mouthy, real mouthy.
0: Yeah, I was getting that uh, sense as well.
1: Yeah. So I think maybe a nice middle ground. Maybe I choose your battles. Maybe think before you speak. You know, I don't know.
0: Oh, kids.
1: Oh, kids. You can't do anything with them. <laughs> and you can't return them to the hospital.
0: I've tried. You can't return to sender. <laughs> Address unknown.
1: Address unknown. Uh, there's,
0: we have some other news. What? So we discovered this week that we, you and I, and this program have yeah. achieved 10,000 downloads.
1: That is nuts.
0: In the 10 months that we've been on the air. As that's it were.
1: great. Do we know if that's great? Is that great? Is that I good? Don't, I, don't I know mean, members. it sounds
0: like a lot to me, it but does what the like fuck do I know?
1: Also, I love that it's 10 months and 10,000. I like that.
0: I'm sure there's some people who would listen to that and be like, oh, that's adorable.
1: Yes, I'm sure.
0: So I don't know. I'm taking it as a win.
1: Same. I'm taking the
0: well. W. I hate when people say that, but I'm I hate, taking it.
1: I, I, I hate it too because it always makes me think for a second. I'm like, what do you <laughs> what?
0: Oh Oh. oh yeah. well that's just because tough.
1: win is such a long word. You yeah, can't be I
0: bothered. Ha- I don't have time. <laughs>
1: I don't have, to, I don't I'd have time. I'd rather say win.
0: the W than Win.
1: Well, uh, oh, it's longer. Ugh Win. Ugh. God, people are so dumb. My brother my brother in law is named Wynn.
0: A W-Y-N-N. N. It is. Is it Steve Wynn?
1: It is Steve Wynn. That is my—I don't know who that is.
0: But yes, oh, he owns a lot of those uh, casinos or something. In no, no, no.
1: his first name is Wynn. I know,
0: I know. All right. Wynn. Well. <laughs>
1: I know. I know.
0: <laughs> I know when. And let me tell you, you are no when. Um, but I want, to tell, I want to talk about one more thing on this subject of 10,000 downloads. Because I was looking through the list of our episodes with BJP when uh, this was all. We had not yet hit 10,000 when we were doing this look okay. at our list. So, of course, our number one most downloaded episode, you know this. Do you know this? You have known it.
1: I have <clears> known it. That doesn't it's mean I remember
0: it. Jennifer Aniston.
1: That is crazy to me, isn't it? Who
0: would have thunk it? And like by leaps and bounds.
1: That doesn't like, make any sense.
0: Everybody else, like at this point, looks like they will never catch up with her.
1: That doesn't. Which is listen. I mean, we covered her for a reason, but really, I mean,
0: of course, she is my favorite person. Sure, so sure,
1: sure, 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 sure. I
0: love that, but it's just, but uh, yes, when you think funny women, I don't think she's one that you would normally your first go to,
1: right? I yeah.
0: on the other end of the scale so back in the fall we did two special episodes we did a, a Halloween episode uh, that was called Three Funny Halloweens and then the week following we did something that was called A Dramatic Pause so those are our two least downloaded episodes Okay. but when you get into the regular funny lady episodes mm-hmm. do you know who our least downloaded episode Piggy. it is not who is it? This information will make Joel Mitchell feel very vindicated. Okay. It is Shelley Long.
1: Well, okay. See, that tracks. That tracks. No, I agree. It that sure tracks. Does. That it tracks.
0: sure does. Because if you remember, when I first uh, suggested Shelley Long, and then immediately after we finished the episode, I was like, oh, my God, I'm having Shelley Long remorse. That was not a good idea. Ah! But we will have (laughs) Shelly. So I thought that was some interesting statistics.
1: All right. All right. Yeah.
0: So shall we talk about our lady of the day?
1: Uh, yes, let's do it.
0: Who do we got on tap?
1: We have Miss Jenny Slate. Just cute as a button. She is someone that I think we've talked about this before someone that I feel like I should hate. And I don't, Hmm. I should hate her, but I don't, I love her. I do.
0: What do you know what your first memory is of Jenny slate?
1: Well, my first memory would be her saying fucking on SNL.
0: Yeah. I feel like I knew her before that, but I don't know how I would have. I don't know what my first memory is.
1: Mm. Well, Jenny, Sarah slate. Was born March 25th, 1982. She's an American actress, comedian, author. She was born and raised in Milton, Massachusetts. She was educated at the Milton Academy and studied literature at Columbia University, where she became involved in the improv and comedy scene, because that's how all these things start.
0: Seriously. And I just need to say, like, is there a more like East Coast biography than this it's like it's right right out of a goddamn john irving novel
1: right right like oh, i
0: went to this academy in massachusetts i went to columbia studied literature
1: and then i slummed it in improv (laughs) (laughs) and then of course that's what made me famous (laughs) her um father ron slate was a businessman and poet Oh, my God. Crazy combination. Right. Who worked as vice president of global communications for EMC Corporation and later as a CEO of a biotech startup. (laughs) And then, oh, my God. And Nancy and her mother, Nancy, a housewife and also made pottery.
0: (laughs) Oh my God! It could not be, get any more precious.
1: It's really. She was a middle of uh, middle child of three, with older sister Abigail and a younger sister Stacy. She and her family are Jewish. One of her grandmothers was born in Cuba, from to a family from Sweden and Croatia, and was raised in France. Um, after graduating from the Milton Academy as valedictorian, she uh, attended Columbia. Where we already did that, and um, sh- that's where she met. Um, where is his name? Gabe Leadman, who became her comedy partner. Comedy partners are weird. I find those strange. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I just find them weird she lived in cobble hill brooklyn before moving with filmmaker dean fleischer camp to los angeles in the early 2010s in september 2012 slate married fleischer camp with whom she collaborated collaborated on the marcel the shell with shoes on books and short films and then they announced their separation in may 2016 this i can't wrap my head around she was in an on and off again relationship with fellow actor chris evans I don't... Oh, I remember that. I don't... And he speaks very, 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 very highly of her. I forgot about but that. They were in a
0: movie together.
1: So weird to me. It just yeah. is so weird. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense. But no one's ever going to be good enough for Chris Evans, so... That's <laughs> Not the way even that Jenny is. Slate? No. 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 I like to view him as just a single, androgynous, never... In love or physical with anyone. (laughs) And just walks his dogs and saves people's lives and like holds the hands of Betty White to get her up on stage. That's what he is to me and will be nothing more.
0: It was the movie Gifted they were in together with Octavia Spencer.
1: Yeah. I think I've seen that. In September 2019, Slate announced her engagement to art curator uh, Ben Shattuck. On December 10th, 2020, Slate revealed on Late Night with Seth Meyers that she was expecting her first child with Shattuck. On February 3rd, 2021, Slate appeared on Jimmy Kimmel Live and announced she gave birth to a daughter named Ida six weeks prior. Oh,
0: adorable.
1: Adorbs. How do you come back from Chris Evans, though? Yeah. Like, how does anyone measure up after that?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I I would just can't call it a, call it a day.
1: I think I would too. Like I would just shackle up my underwear. I don't know what that means. Shackle up my vagina. Nope, that's bad too. Listen. <laughs> sh- shackles be involved. I just like
0: involved. squirt some super glue down there and just hope oh, it does God. what it needs to do.
1: And it would just go back to nature. <laughs> <laughs> There is a trend on TikTok where some guy is unclear how women wash their vaginas. And so women are duetting this and just, oh, just grilling him mercilessly. Like They're like, all right, no one's going to tell you this. But what we do is we take it off at night and we put it in the dishwasher. (laughs) So that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to close it up. After I'm with Chris Evans, I'm going to close it up and let it go, release it into nature into the wild into the wild if you
0: love something let it go <laughs> nice Nice. <laughs> noise
1: what, what the fuck is wrong with me anyway that's her personal life you guys oh i'm sorry one more thing stop looking at me like that is crazy um she was not people like to speculate that she was fired from snl for saying fucking on air and that is not the reason
0: i don't believe it though
1: you don't no nope. well, let, let me tell you what she said she has said. uh by the way everyone always thinks i got fired for saying fuck i didn't that's not why i got fired i just didn't belong there i didn't do a good job i didn't click I have no idea how Lauren Michaels felt about me. All I know is it didn't work. It didn't work for me. And I got fired.
0: I think that her saying fucking did not help the situation.
1: I don't think it helped. You're correct. But I, I would believe that it wasn't the reason. But who the fuck? Knows? I don't know. I don't, I don't. Listen, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I'm not Jenny Slate.
0: Oh, you're not? No. <laughs> oh God, I gotta go.
1: And then I take off my mask and I'm- Oh my deep.
0: God, it's Jenny Slate. It's Shelly Long, oh no. I, oh my God, it's Shelley podcast. Long. Oh God, I yeah. said bad things about you. You've been doing this podcast with Shelley
1: Long all this time. <laughs> uh,
0: well, let's talk about, uh, so yeah, she uh, had a comedy duo called uh, Gabe and Jenny mm-hmm. with Gabe Liebman. Uh, again, um, maybe think of a more original name. Let's see, Gabe, uh, it's Jenny. What should we call our group? How about Gabe and Jenny? Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
1: Well, listen, it's unique. I mean, in the way that no one else is going to be called Gabe and Jenny. True.
0: It's not like uh, mixed nuts or whatever. (laughs) Uh, But it's like improv
1: (laughs) names are the fucking worst. I fucking hate every single one of them. They are. are They're just stupid. And you try not to come up with a stupid one. But you can't and help it. in doing so, you just make it stupider. To the point where you might as well have promo shots where you're all wearing solid color t-shirts and a bathtub looking wacky.
0: And suspenders.
1: It, yeah, exactly. Know. Yes. And like those those glasses with the noses and the mustaches on them. Like just go all the way at that point. Just
0: fucking embrace it. Yeah. It reminded me of when Emma Thompson was in college and Stephen Fry dubbed her like Funny Emma or whatever was her nickname. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's good. That's, thanks for that. Wow, the,
1: Stephen Fry coined that. Okay. Thanks yeah, for the no, I can see.
0: Nickname, Steve.
1: Why, um, I could see why he's <laughs> so revered. Great. All right. So,
0: Gabe and Jenny performed their shows uh, around New York City. They were named the best new variety show of 2008 by Time Out New York. And uh, also throughout 2008 and 2009, she regularly performed her one woman show which was called Jenny Slate, Dead Millionaire, at the UCB. UCB. She was a regular commentator on many VH1 talking head commentary programs at the time. You know the kind.
1: Yes, I do know the kind.
0: In early 2009, she made several appearances on The Late Night with Jimmy Fallon show. The recurring sketch was called Seventh Floor West, where she played an NBC page. Also named Jenny, who what? was later promoted to Fallon's assistant in these sketches. Cute. Now, she told Jimmy Kimmel that in 2008, she sought the advice of a psychic who advised her that doing a one-woman show would give her an opportunity on, quote, the big stage. Okay. She followed that advice and performed a show as an eccentric millionaire at her own funeral, which was the aforementioned dead millionaire show that she used to perform. Sure, sure, sure. She smoked a bunch of weed, and then she became fixated on Gloria S. Este- which led her to the inclusion of a Gloria Estefan impression in her show. As luck would have it, a Saturday Night Live scout ended up attending that show, leading to her getting an audition for SNL. Confessing that she had little material, Jenny Slate resorted to her Estefan impression and she landed the gig. Wow. So, this is, of course, perhaps the first time that Gloria Estefan had helped someone. Get on their feet.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> that was.
0: Thank you. I'm here all week.
1: <laughs> I was like, where is he? He's really geared up for whatever is about to be said. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: of course, she joined SNL, which we've just talked uh, into the ground, uh, <laughs> fired, uh, said fucking during her debut sketch, which was called oh. Biker Chick Chat. And then she uh, was booted. It was one of the season. rare
1: times I was watching it too.
0: Yeah, I was like, what did she do? Oh, oh, oh. She also had recurring roles in Bored to Death, that HBO series. She made guest appearances on such programs as Girls, The Whitest Kids You Know, Raising Hope. And then in 2010 uh, came the Marcel the Shell phenomenon. And- and then she wrote a book that was released in 2011. Her first major film role, oh, so sorry, uh, was as <laughs> Zoe and Alvin and the Chipmunks Chipwrecked. Wow. Yeah.
1: That's terrible.
0: Yeah, sure is. Uh, her first appearance on Parks and Rec was in 2013. And then uh, following that, she starred in a 12 episode miniseries on YouTube called Catherine which celebrates the late 80s and early 90s soap opera aesthetics, which I meant to look into Mm. before this, and I just totally forgot all about it. In 2014, she starred in the comedy-drama film Obvious Child, which follows the life of a young stand-up comic as she grapples with an unplanned pregnancy and eventual abortion. She went on to win the Critics' Choice Award for Best Actress in a Comedy, Best Breakout Performance at the Newport... Beach Film Festival, the Virtuosos Award at the Santa Barbara Film Festival, and Best Comedic Actress at the Women Film Circle Awards for her performance in Obvious Child. She then co-starred with Judy Greer and Nat Faxon in the first season of the FX series Married, in 2016 she voiced Dawn Bellwether in the Disney animated comedy film Zootopia, and in 2016 also she and her father co-wrote a book titled About the House, which was about their time living in her childhood home in Milton, Massachusetts, which was reportedly haunted. <gasps> Ooh. Yes. In 2019, she released a stand-up comedy special on Netflix called Stage Fright. And then uh, from 2017 until 2019, she voiced the biracial character of Missy Foreman, Greenwald, on the animated Netflix series Big Mouth. But she exited the role on June 24th, 2020, writing on Instagram that, quote, at the start of the show, I reasoned with myself that it was permissible for me to play Missy because her mom is Jewish and white, as am I. But Missy is also black and black characters on an animated show should be played by black people. End quote. She is currently a recurring character on Bob's Burgers and a regular voice on The Great North on Fox, which just wrapped its first season and has been renewed for season two, uh, where her best friend in the show is an imaginary celestial Alanis Morissette.
1: Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> it
0: is so great. And it is voiced by Alanis Morissette. And I just love it so much. It's one of my favorite things right now. That's uh, cool. And then she wrote a book uh, that was released in 2019 called Little Weirds, and it's a book of essays and short little pieces, and that is Jenny Slate's Stuff.
1: That's her stuff, man.
0: Now, did you read any of Little Weirds?
1: Uh, I started to, and then I stopped.
0: I listened to it.
1: Yeah, I started to, and I didn't, I didn't care for it, so I stopped.
0: That's it wasn't necessarily my cup of tea either.
1: Uh, yeah, I just didn't care for it.
0: Did you watch her Netflix special?
1: I did not. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. I it's, just it got away. Time got away.
0: It's really good. It's really it's it's set up in a, it's not just stand up. She also films a bunch of stuff at her family home with her family. Uh oh, okay. and talks a lot about the hauntedness of it Ooh, um, okay. and the I have to watch it specters that they have seen and All of that. But it's really good. I really liked the format of it. Her family is about what you would expect just hearing uh, about what we've said about them today.
1: Okay. Um, Mm -hmm.
0: Especially her mom. I think her sisters are interesting. It's always interesting to me, the family dynamic when one sibling is like famous, especially Mm -hmm. Jenny being the middle Mm -hmm. child and just watching. There's a few sequences where it's just the three sisters together by themselves. And it's just interesting to watch that dynamic between the three of them.
1: Yeah, the middle child being famous is a little, it's like a little on the nose almost.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Because that's, yeah. Usually it's the youngest through the oldest because nothing good ever happens to the (laughs) middle child.
0: (laughs) So what was your film this week?
1: So listen, I love it. So I don't want people to ridicule me, but I chose Zootopia because I fucking love that movie. It's it's more than just a Disney animated movie, in my opinion. Had you seen it before?
0: I had not seen it before.
1: What did you feel about it? I liked it. I, I like lo- it. I just it's just so cute. I just it love is it. It's cute. I love it.
0: Yeah, it was cute. I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was just a little bit long.
1: Okay. Okay. I, I can see that.
0: I really liked Jason Bateman mm-hmm, in it. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I wanted her to be in it more, but then I liked how it turned out with the end.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, Speaking of a person that I don't like for no good reason, Jennifer Goodwin, I don't like her. Don't know why I don't have a reason to not like her, but I don't. But she doesn't bother me as Judy Hobbs because it doesn't sound like her.
0: Yeah. And I, I really wanted Jenny Slate to play Judy Hopps.
1: Yes. Like yes. I would like
0: to have heard that.
1: I think... One of the reasons I love Zootopia so much is when we went to see it in the theater, um, at the end of the movie, there's like a dance party during the credits. And so Lily got up to dance. um, And so she was dancing in the aisle of the movie theater. And then a little girl joined her, and she happened to be black. And so, after watching that movie and the theme of that movie, for these two little strangers to just start dancing together, it was just like—and the whole movie theater was like, "Oh my god, that's so cute!" So, I think that has something to do with it, just because my (laughs) kids—pretty amazing. That is Um, sweet. That's—it's very, very. It was very sweet zootopia was titled zootropolis in various regions oh zootopia
0: is so much better
1: right 2016 american commute computer animated buddy cat film they could have said animate like computer animated makes it sound like it's like like i don't chris rock and like i don't know and they're just listen i don't know where i was going with that um <laughs> Like, it's just them and their computer animated over the... You can picture it. Don't look at me like I'm stupid. You people can picture what I'm talking about. It's people and then... All right. Anyway, uh, it star. It was directed by Byron Howard and Rich Moore. Uh, and it stars the voices of Jennifer Goodwin, Jason Bateman, Idris Elba, Jenny Slate, Nate Torrance, Bonnie Hunt, Dan Lake, and Tommy Chung, and J.K. Simpsons, Octavia Spencer, and Alan Tudyk. And of course, Shakira, Shakira. Right. It is about a bunny who wants to be a police officer and everyone makes fun of her because bunnies are not police officers because they're very small. So how would they be a police officer? Well, she shows them all right sure does she sure does and uh then there is a crime spree being done by predators because the zootopia is now it's not about prey and predators everyone's just trying to get along and you know be happy and but now these these predators are attacking people and they got to get to the bottom of it and she meets nick wilde who's played by jason bateman and they become unlikely friends And then they find out what's been happening. And Jenny Slate plays assistant Mayor Bellwether. And spoiler, she turns out to be the bad guy, which I love. I love it.
0: Yeah, I did not see that coming.
1: Yes. And it's just so cute. I just, listen, it's a Disney animated film, okay? What what can I say about it? But it's, I... It's just feel good. And I don't know. I just love it. I just think they're so cute. And I, her voice is perfect for a little lamb. Yeah. It's just perfect
0: with big glasses.
1: These huge glasses (laughs) that keep going down her little nose. (laughs) It's just cute now. So you just thought it was just cute. Yeah. Yeah. No big takeaways from it.
0: Mm, No. Would you watch it again? Probably not. I mean, I liked it. It was not, you know, nothing wrong with it. It was. But, yeah.
1: But you're not a big Disney guy anyway, really. I mean... animated stuff, right?
0: I don't know. I used to be. Okay. But I have missed sort of that whole, like, Brave I haven't seen and Tangled and that whole sort of mid-aughts, maybe. Right.
1: Those are not great. They're not great. I like them, but they're not great. I think there will be a Zootopia, too. So... Let's see. There's really not much to say about it. I just love it. I mean, that's really it.
0: I do think it's amazing. Just the animation. There were just shots in modern day animation and in this movie in particular, where it just looks like it's live action. Yeah. It's just crazy to me the things that people can do. And I know it probably, I'm sure people are like, okay, boomer. But it's like, it's just, it's just, I love still being able to be amazed by people's ability to make things like that
1: what always gets me is when they're like um what is it for monsters inc and i think they do it for every movie something happens but for monsters inc they wanted to make sully's hair look real like so it will flow and everything so they had to make individual strands of hair and then they're like well this just isn't working what we don't know how to do this so you know what they did they created a program to make it happen so it's just like We don't know how to do this. So let's fucking make it up. Like, it's just so like everything is possible. It's just so it's just so weird to me. And I could never. And just that kind of talent and really the patience to make these movies. Yeah, I could never.
0: Yeah, especially like I just think about in the olden days when it was all hand drawn Mm -hmm. and just like cell by cell is just insane
1: to me. That's why when you watch the older ones, you can pick out a lot of copies. So one that springs to mind. Crap. Uh, Oh, oh, uh, there are frames of like Jungle Book and Winnie the Pooh that are the same. Oh, they just drew the different character over the already made frame. Well, that's smart. So, yeah, there's a lot of that
0: resourceful.
1: Resourcefulness, ingenuity. Um, But, I mean, I'm a nut for Disney, so. What is your favorite Disney film? Oh, gosh. What is my favorite? For a long time, it was Beauty and the Beast. And I am in the minority here, and I know it. But I I like the live-action ones better. I like the live-action Aladdin better. I like the live-action Beauty and the Beast. But I know. I know. It's weird. I know. I know. Now listen, no one can replace Robin Williams. Will Smith didn't try. He did his own thing. But I love her song in it. I just like the live action. You know why I like the live action better is because every time I saw a new animated one, I would think to myself, I wonder what this would like if real people were doing it. So they're really just fulfilling my fantasy. So I love it. I think my favorites are Coco and I don't know that it's beauty. Probably Zootopia. Yeah, I like them all so much. I'm probably forgetting something because I love them so much. And I mean, ta- ta- ow, that was my tooth that I just banged on my <laughs> microphone. And technically, if you want to say Star Wars movies are Disney movies. They yeah. don't count. You, no, they don't count. Yeah, I would say Coco and Zootopia are my favorites. What is your favorite from the ones you have seen? The Rescuers. The Rescuers. I don't even think I've seen that. It's a sentimental favorite. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, I don't know that I've even and seen I it. And I also
0: love the sequel, too, Rescuers Down Under.
1: Ah, uh, uh, And
0: then I just was so magically moved when I saw Little Mermaid in theaters. Little,
1: it's, that's a good one. That is comeback. such a good one. I think a really underrated one is Hercules.
0: Yeah, I like Hercules.
1: And Pocahontas, but I have a special place in mm. my heart for Pocahontas because I wanted to be her when I was little. Joe loves that
0: one. I don't love that
1: one so I- much desperately. I mean, watching it now, a lot of them are real problematic. Right. (laughs) Real problematic. And I have not seen live-action Mulan. I have not seen that one yet. But, um, yeah. Anyway, that's that. What movie movie did you
0: pick? I chose Obvious Child. Obviously. Obviously. I went with Obvious Child. Obvious Child was directed by Jillian Robespierre. It was released on June 6th, 2014, which was right around now, but in 2014, which was seven years ago.
1: It's crazy.
0: It, uh, like we said, won a bunch of awards for Jenny Slate, it also uh, won the National Board of Review Best director best Directorial Debut for Jillian Robespierre and uh, was named one of the top 10 independent films by the National Board of Review for 2014. What did you think of Obvious Child? Had you seen it before?
1: I had not seen it before. Uh, she, oh, God. She was very good. It was very, she was very, very good. She was really, really good. I guess the whole time I was watching it, I was thinking about how if I met these people in real life, I would hate them all. Interesting. I I just, I wouldn't groove with any of them. I also have a problem with the stand-up portions. I don't find funny at all. And that's one of my pet peeves when a show or a movie is about a stand-up or an improviser, and then it's not funny. I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm, and I'm, uh, she's not, you know, it's never said in the film that she's really great at it or or anything, but it just, I I don't know.
0: That's interesting because uh, I had watched her Netflix special before I watched this again. Mm -hmm. And her, her comedy is very similar to what she does in the film.
1: Yeah. And I kind of felt that that would be a thing. Yeah. I just also the guy that she ends up sleeping with. He bothers me so much. Oh. Uh, he is and it's no fault of his own. It might be because he was on the office in the declining years of the office. Oh, yeah, I didn't want. And those. his character was one of those characters that you're like, really, why the fuck why is he here? Um and he's so he looks like a Disney prince that they would have drawn. In the beginning of Disney movies, he's just so milk toast and just meh, very sweet, but meh, meh. I, I just, love him. I, meh, meh.
0: Jake Lacey. I think he's just lovely. I think he's, especially in this film. Like I just, I love how honest this film is. Yes. It, uh, I mean, very rarely do you ever see an abortion handled just so matter of factly.
1: Right. Uh, Like, this is happening. This isn't a debate. It's happening.
0: Yep. And without the hand-wringing, without the moral pontificating,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um, it's just like, this is the right thing for me to do, and so this is what's going to happen. Mm Mm-hmm. And I really respect it for that. I think she's great in it. I think he's great in it. I love the relationship that they have. I think the ending is so sweet.
1: The ending is very sweet.
0: Yeah. I think it's just so good. I love Gabby Hoffman. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's always lovely to see her. The title of this film comes from the, uh, it's from a Paul Simon song which was the first track on his 1990 album, The Rhythm of the Saints. Gillian Robespierre, who directed and co-wrote the film, said that the story was spawned from her frustration with what she perceived as a, quote, misrepresentation of women on screen when it came to unplanned pregnancy, end quote. In such films, such as Juno, which is garbage, Mm -hmm. Knocked Up, which I also don't like, and Waitress, which I do love Waitress.
1: But. I have not seen the movie of Waitress. Oh, you haven't? Oh, I it's haven't. so good. I really
0: yeah. love it. I really love it. Obvious Child started life as a short film of the same name about an unemployed woman who decides to terminate her pregnancy, resulting from a one-night stand, which was then, uh, which was written by Jillian Robespierre, Anna Bean, and Karen Maine. And then due to the response of the short film, Jillian Robespierre decided to expand the story into a feature film, and she wrote an extended screenplay with Karen... Maine and Elizabeth home. And so that's the resulting movie that we have here.
1: You know what? I, uh, there was one part that I like. It's almost a throwaway when she's talking to her two best friends and she's talking to Gabby Hoffman. And she just says, Well, what does it feel like? Mm -hmm. And it's not a big discussion. It's not some big reveal like, Well, you've had one. Exactly. It's just a total like, Well, you, what did it feel like and you're like oh she had one too and then she talks about what it and it's just it it, i i did love it for that i did love everyone's performance i guess it's really it made me uncomfortable which i guess is a good thing but like their attempts at having conversations i just it always bothers me in movies which I guess is real life, but it bothers me in movies when it's like, just tell him what you're supposed to tell him. Just, just say it just like you're making this awkward. And and like, how could you not see that you're going out with this guy? What's his name? Oh God. David Cross. Yes. How do you know? How can you not see what's about to happen?
0: Right. Like,
1: well, yeah, right. right. He's David Cross. (laughs) She says that he's done it before. Where are these other friends? Like, it's just, which I guess is a testament to how good the movie is, really, and how great they are. But I do love how she handles David Cross. Like, yes. he starts to and she's like, all right, well, I'm out of here. You're an asshole. Goodbye. She's a very, she, and that's the other thing, too. They don't, um, she's not written like some flighty, stupid, indecisive it's it's nothing like that she's a real woman who yeah maybe she you know she needs to borrow money from mom these kinds of things but it's not because she's stupid or isn't doing what she's supposed to do it's because she's going after what she loves she's doing what she loves she you know and when she makes the decision it's just like well no this is this is what happened she's not wishy washy about it Mm -hmm. um this is what I'm doing. It doesn't make sense. You know, I she met it was a one-night stand. And listen, I'm not I'm not like everybody get abortions. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying, but I I just know it was great. I loved it. I love how real it was and it wasn't preachy at all and it wasn't it wasn't even a alert, a teaching moment. It was just this is how this character handled this.
0: Exactly. And it, yeah, it was be, I mean, I, I know a few of my friends who have had abortions, and like, I don't know what that journey is like. Mm-hmm. I don't, I will never know what that journey is like, which mm-hmm. is why I, as a white male, should have no business dictating 100%. what a woman does 100% with her body. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just really thought it was so refreshing that it was just like, this is what I'm going to do. And it's the best thing for me. And just because you might be pro-choice does not mean that you're pro-abortion.
1: 100%. That's what bothers me the most.
0: Yep. And uh, and I just, I really loved, I loved it just for that alone. I just thought that it, the fresh take was mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. so, as I have said, refreshing. Because even now on... Most TV shows, if some woman is thinking about getting an abortion, she doesn't go through with it. Exactly. it it's a big all deal. She has to talk stigma. to everyone. She exactly. has to get
1: everyone's opinion. And oh, what do you think? And it's not like that in real life. I got to tell you, I've yeah. been there for people going through it. And it might be for
0: some people, which is it, also it fine.
1: It, but that's the thing. It it's
0: like this whole issue of abortion is not just black and white. There is so mm-hmm. much gray involved. And I just love how we didn't get any of that stuff with this. Yeah.
1: And she tells her mom and her mom's great about it. And you think, Oh God, her mom, because it, you know, she goes to see her previously in the film and, and she's not, she's not horrible or anything. It's just like, oh, she's the kind of mom that, yes, you would go visit out of obligation, but you would probably leave real early. Yeah. You know, uh, you love her, but eh, she ain't my friend. Um, And then when she tells her, it's just, it's a beautiful moment. And yeah, it's, it's lovely. And there's no, it's not about the debate. It's just about this one character's journey with that decision. Yeah, exactly. And no, and there is no one in the movie who questions her. Nope. At all. And yeah, no, it's refreshing in that way. And they all do a great job. I think it's one of those movies that's so good that it makes me uncomfortable. And therefore I would never watch it again. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, I get ah. that. But she is adorable in it. You know what it is about her stand up portions? Comics who laugh at their own jokes literally every time they speak bothers the shit out of me. And that's <laughs> what she does in this movie. Like she starts to laugh and you're like, you haven't even gotten to the funny, why are you like, cause she, she knows what's coming, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, and then she gets to the punchline and you're like, that's what you were okay like oh, mm, all right um and also watching stand-up in movies is uncomfortable to me because i stand-up is uncomfortable to me if it's not an edited special type thing because people always get improvisers and stand-ups confused or think they're the same thing and they're not because stand-ups have to do it all by themselves mm mm-hmm. And I don't think that I could ever do that. Also, they write down their jokes and they research things and they workshop things. And I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. <laughs> I'm accidentally funny. I can't be purposely funny in that way. And so it makes me uncomfortable because I, because I imagine myself doing it. And also it's like, God, they have to be so smart and just so sure of themselves to be able to do that and most of them are not they're fucking basket cases which is another layer of like how are you doing that
0: so fascinating
1: i don't get it
0: yeah stand-up just fascinates me to no end
1: yeah it it is very fascinating and scary to watch and i will never watch it again but i liked it and i I loved it it was very well done i just i won't watch it again that's all right so
0: well we had a, a good week two two funny lady approvals yeah yeah. Uh, Zootopia is on Disney Plus if you've not seen it, it or if you want to see it again. Uh, Obvious Child is either a rental for you or it's on Showtime. If you get a Showtime free seven day trial, you can watch it. Mm. Um, but that's where you can find this week's PX or her stand up special, which is available on
1: Netflix. I'm going to watch her stand up special and I hope she does more movies.
0: Yeah, and let's uh, we'll talk about her stand-up special when you have watched it because I'm interested to hear what you think.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So next week we're back with a wee pod. We are. Do you know what we're doing?
1: Yeah, uh, uh, I just decided. Oh. During this recording, because I hadn't thought about it previously, and then I was like, "Ah, shit! (laughs) We're gonna do hacks."
0: Oh
1: yeah! All right. Fuck it! All right. Awesome. Because I love her. So I think I will, although now that I've said how much I hate watching stand-up. I know it's, it's different though.
0: It's, it is different. I was saying that too, when you were talking about it, but I was like, I wonder if she's going to like it, but it's, it's a total different thing. So
1: yeah, yeah I think you'll be yeah. good. So yeah, let's do that. Because awesome. I love me some Jean Smart and her in a stand-up world is fascinating to me. Yeah.
0: Well, good. I'm glad that's, that's exciting.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, it's your turn to pick a lady, do you know? Um, I'm going to I'm going to hold off on that.
0: Okay. I had an idea, but then I'm like, you know what? I have a little bit of time, so I'm yeah, going to yeah, yeah. I'm going to pray on time. it a little bit.
1: Pray pray on, pray on that. Suck, yeah. Suck, suck on, on that. that. So just suck on that lady. So just suck it. (laughs) Okay. I don't know what's happening. (laughs)
0: Ah! All right. We'll come back next week. We'll talk about hacks. We'll talk
1: about hacks. It was so lovely. Oh, Hey, you know, send us an email.
0: Oh yeah. Right. I see. I didn't even think about it. (laughs) Ladies at gmail.com.
1: Follow us on the Insta. Three funny ladies on the Instagrams.
0: On the grams. On the grams. uh, We don't have
1: anything else. Those are the only two things we have.
0: That's it. That's That's it. it. So that, that's it. All right. Well, uh r- rate, review, and subscribe. Smash that like button.
1: Don't ever say smash <laughs> that like button
0: ever again. <laughs> and we will see you next week, or you know, we won't see you. But whatever we, you know, you know what God, we you mean. know what I mean. God,
1: why are you so judgmental, all of you? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Jesus, it's, it's dead, baby. Season.
0: Don't you like when we yell at you for no reason? Right. <laughs> uh, okay, bye. Um, bye.